1: Weekend Pod Bonus Pod edition of the Box Score Breakdown, presented by Hootball. I am your host, Scotty. I like this time where it's just you and I, sometimes our friend Brandon as well, uh, checks in for our weekend bonus pod. But I definitely like it where I get to smash through some games. Just you and I relaxing, enjoying our weekend. Well, by the time you listen to this, you're probably getting ready for your working week being a Monday and all. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Hope uh, some of you have made some money, enjoyed some rested. Uh Hopefully your fantasy teams are doing pretty bloody well. Uh, and, you know, uh, hopefully you'll have a good week and a good preparation to the start of your working week. Anyway, uh, I am Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at TheHarlander23, my co-host. He's not here. He will be back tomorrow. You can get him on Twitter. And Mr. Jolly of Sydney as well. As I said, we are the Box Score Breakdown presented by HoopBall. And they have some marvellous, marvellous content on their website. If you haven't gone over, go and check out hoop com, especially for you NBA fantasy heads. Uh, i know now that the draft season's over most of those sort of tools you tend not to look at i know i'm a bit the same with some of the other sports but trust me the fantasy pass the best deal in the industry at 4.99 a month now that we're into the regular season there is zero commitment so you can sign up for one month for five bucks you know uh, that's the cost of a five dollar shake yeah no uh, but still it's it, five bucks if you don't like it you can cancel it but we know you're going to love it It's nice to have that option though. So go and check it out. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate your league all season long. Updating projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedules and streaming charts, pickups and drops in our newest and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with all the HoopBall pros around the clock, get one-on-one help with your team. So please do go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com, click on the Fantasy Pass ad below the main media wall. What a weekend. Three games postponed. One Saturday, two today, Sunday. Corona running rampant around the US and and I'm sorry for anyone who is affected by it and hopefully everyone else staying extremely safe. We've got Cat now confirmed to have the coronavirus and we have to feel sorry for Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, it, it's taken the life of a number of members of his family. So I'm hopefully that mentally he's doing okay and he can get back on the field, uh, back on the court as soon as he can. In other news, Karis Levert, in his medical for his trade to the Indiana Pacers, an MRI showed a mass on his kidneys. Boy, that's definitely some bad news. I, I hope for Karis Levert's sake that everything is okay with that mass and it's nothing too serious. And, again, for him, he can come back to to health and get back on the court as soon as he can. Let's get into the box scores. That's what we're here to do. And, you know, after a sour note to start... Let's go through it. As I said, there were a few games postponed, a lot of teams in the health and safety protocol. Uh, But Houston, a James Hardenless Houston, certainly weren't. They hit against the Spurs. Houston 91, the Spurs 103 on Saturday. Christian Wood hit nine of 20 shots, one of three three three-pointers and five of eight free throws for 24 points. Three assists, 18 rebounds with three blocks and two turnovers in the loss. He got his chance to lead the Rockets offense and he did not disappoint. I said it to you the other day that I think this becomes Wood's team. Of course, the game will come a lot easier to him. um, You know, when things are a little bit back to normal and John Wall is helping facilitate, it'll help him get easier buckets, but Wood, Held his own playing with an eight-player roster, including two rookies and a guy who hadn't even practiced with the team. The Rockets can only get better from here. Uh, John Wall is out for Monday against the Bulls. Daniel House in the health and safety protocol for Monday, so he'll be out as well. But on Monday, Victor Oladipo will make his, well, I won't say long-awaited, but very much anticipated debut for the Rockets. Against the Bulls, keep your eye out for that one. On the Spurs side, Jakob Portul. Yes, he hit six of seven shots, one of one from the charity stripe for 13 points, three assists, 11 rebounds, one steal, three blocks and two turnovers. The Spurs played Portul in favour of the struggling LMA, Lamarcus Aldridge down the stretch, and it resulted in one of Portul's best games of the season. He notched a season high for points, rebounds, and blocked his ranked number 174th in nine-cat leagues, and his stock could very much rise if his minutes continued to tick upwards. He played 30 minutes to Marcus Aldridge's 17. So please continue to monitor this. Other news on the Spurs. Quietly, Damar DeRozan ranked 37 in nine-cat leagues. If you drafted him, you've certainly got to be happy with his consistent production. And Rudy Gay, if your roster is absolutely decimated in red, I know there's plenty of guys out, postponed games, injuries, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Rudy Gay, definitely an interesting fill-in for you. I just need to pause the show for a quick announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff, and what is that free stuff? It's the Bruce Letter. It's back, baby. Yes, it's back. It's fresh. For the 2021 NBA season, our founder Aaron Bruski is writing an email newsletter with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. It's not on Discord either, which he does quite a fair bit, uh, and especially on Twitter. That man can tweet. You can sign up and get it for free, though, that email newsletter. Just go to bit.ly slash brewsletter2021, brew as in B-R-E-W-S, letter 2021, and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash brewsletter2021. Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox. Game number two for the weekend, the Magic 115 against James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets, 122. We'll start on the Magic side, shall we? And Nikola Vucevic, the Vuce shot 14 of 22 from the field, accounting for 34 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 steals, and 6 three-pointers. That's right, 6 three-pointers in 36 minutes, Vooch. Well, what a Saturday night for him establishing a season high in points, assists, and steals. He isn't a big free throw player, though, averaging just two attempts per game. But that isn't really a huge deal for what it's worth. Vooch's workload as Orlando was able to give him additional rest uh on Friday night after the blowout loss to Boston in twenty-six minutes. He got thirty-six minutes this time, so it was so it was nice. Orlando won't have more than one day off between Uh, games until February the 2nd, which could impact Vooch's minutes. He's outperformed his ADP. His Yahoo ADP was 30 in eight and nine-cat formats thus far, and he's sitting within the top 25 in both. Uh, Everyone should also take note that Evan Fournier, uh, MCW, Michael Carter-Williams, and Mo Bumba, both out against against the Knicks on Monday. And another guy, Terrence Ross, played 32 minutes off the bench in the loss to the Nets, posting 23 points, 9 of 17 field goals, 2 of 2 from the Charity stripe, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block shot and 3 triples. He got off to a bit of a slow start in Brooklyn, but he was able to get going during the second half. He's been on the receiving end of even more attention from opposition defences which is a factor in his recent struggle is in the last four games prior to Saturday. Ross scored a total of 26 points on 10 of 38 shooting from the field and one of 13 triples. He bounced back on Saturday though, and we'll see if he can build on this effort for Monday when the Magic visit the next. Given Orlando's lack of consistent scorers outside of Vooch, Ross definitely a must play regardless of league format. And rostering Cole Anthony, uh, Saturday's assist-to-turnover ratio against the Nets should give owners some serious hope if you picked him up in category leads following Fultz's injury, and uh, hopefully that will show a bit more consistency from Cole Anthony. On the Nets' side, the big fella James Harden, doesn't he look like he's hit the lemon detox diet? He's trimmed down. He's looking good. I actually questioned Mr. J whether or not he was wearing a fat suit in Houston, just to get out of there and and want it out, but it looks trimmed down in his warm up for Brooklyn, and in his first game, whew, he played forty minutes in his debut, telling thirty points, eight of eighteen field goals, eleven from thirteen from the free throw line, ten rebounds, fourteen assists four steals, one block shot, and three triples. Not only did Harden set the franchise record for assists in a debut, but he also became the first player in league history to put up a 30-point triple-double in a debut. Wow. The negative for the beard was the turnover count as he racked up nine, but that's to be expected with a high usage and play and, you know, getting used to his new teammates. Harden looked more comfortable By the second quarter with former teammate, a Thunder teammate, Kevin Durant. (sighs) Wow. Uh, Brooklyn still without Kyrie. Uh, They're calling it the health and safety protocols. We'll see what happens. He has been cleared to play on Monday. Whether he will show up will be interesting. But uh, Harden remains one of the top options in fantasy basketball, whether you like it or not. I said I wouldn't. Uh, I couldn't envision Harden being any lower than a second-rounder. I'll take that back. He is a first-rounder. He will continue to be even when Kyrie gets back, I think. Kevin Durant also shot 16 of 26 from the field, 5 of 5 from the foul line, finishing with 42 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and 5 triples in 40 minutes. As I said, reunited with his Thunder teammate, his former Thunder teammate, James Harden, Durant made some franchise history on Saturday. He's now scored 25 or more points in nine straight games, which is a new Nets record. Both he and Harden seem to make a conscious effort to get, uh, you know, their other teammates, especially Joe Harris, going early on. But as everyone got more comfortable, the two stars stepped to the forefront. The lingering question now is. How will they fit together with Kyrie Irving? As I said, Monday, he's cleared to return. Let's see if he actually shows up. Game number three, the Hornets, 113, edged out by the Raptors, 116. On the Charlotte side, PJ Washington recorded his third straight double-double, finishing with 14 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, and two blocks. PJ kept the engine running against the Raptors, shooting six of 13 from the field with a a three-pointer in 34 minutes. It was his fifth game in a row, scoring double figures, which explains why he's been added in 10% of leagues over the last week. He's still available in 23% of leagues and should be picked up with how he's been playing of late. I've seen some ridiculous notions on Facebook of people saying, should I drop such-and-such? Should I drop Rashawn Holmes? Should I drop you know, Jonas Valanciunas? All that sort of stuff. Don't be crazy. Pj is yes doing fantastic and will be great and in dynasty leagues you know if you want to drop boogie for him go right ahead if you want to drop boogie and pick up pj washington absolutely go and do it 23 percent of leagues he is still available he should be almost owned in a 100 percent go and get him. Uh, for Charlotte, Scary Terry also uh, scored double figures in all but one game this season, averaging nineteen point six points on forty eight percent of shooting, with three point two triples a game at forty 44- four. Percent a clip. If you drafted him late, like most people, he had a a 123 ADP in Yahoo. You'd be thrilled with the top 40 value he is providing right now. That's right. Scary Terry, top 40 value. Devontae Graham scored a season-high 20 points, hitting 7 of 15 and 4 triples in the loss. He salvaged his scoring effort with 8 points in the final few minutes, including a triple with 8.4 seconds left to pull the Hornets within one. Aside from getting buckets, he had five boards, seven assists, and a steal in 38 minutes for DVG. He'll have to keep this up to avoid being benched, though, by Lamello Ball. He's doing all right. And Haywood, how good's that dude going? You know, Charlotte copped a fair amount of criticism with Gordon Haywood being paid as much as what he did But right now, he's showing he is worth every single penny. Will it continue? I don't know. Uh, On the Toronto side, FVV, Fred Van Vliet. I traded him away for Christian Wood and a few others uh, in a points league. Um, Certainly an interesting trade, which uh, whilst I'm a little concerned with how he played the other day, I think it was probably not a bad choice uh, at the end of the day. I think it was uh, DVG and Christian Wood for FVV and there was some other big man. I think it was Wendell Carter Jr. So I'm feeling kind of confident. I think uh, Christian Wood, the better of the big man there that, you know, probably got me over the line, but who knows. But FVV got himself a double-double in 36 minutes, getting 15 points, four from 16 from the floor, which is terrible for Cat League's uh, three from 10 from deep, four from four from the charity stripe, seven rebounds, 10 assists, and one block shot in the double-double. Just the one turnover as well for FVV. Did some brilliant stuff uh, for him for Toronto. Boucher also gave the Raptors a, ben- uh, a boost off the bench again, scoring 20 points with nine rebounds, one assist, Two blocks and two triples in 31 minutes. He hits five of seven shots, including two triples, but made a killing at the line where he went eight from 10. He's also scored over 20 points in three consecutive games for Boucher, or Boucher, as I like to call him in four of the last five games. He's also made at least two triples in six straight games, and his shooting is nearly 48% from the range. Incredible numbers for the 28-year-old forward. who's quietly strengthening his campaign for six men of the year, still on waivers in 20% of Yahoo leagues. People, what are you doing? This guy is doing fabulous, fabulous work. Uh, Definitely another one that should be owned. Alex Len is currently struggling with a bit of an injury. Um, Bain certainly isn't getting much time either. Um, you know, so Boucher, go and get him, people. Uh, OG Ananobi, Mr. Jay's, one of Mr. J's favourite Swiss Army knives. The OG. OG Ananobi played 36 minutes in the Raptors' win, posting 18 points, five rebounds, an assist, four steals, and four three-pointers. OG shot seven of 13 from the field, four from eight from beyond the arc, and has now made at least two triples in three consecutive games. And he... Though he's shooting just 33% from distance this season, he's averaging 1.9 steals a night and had seven total in Toronto's two-game series with Charlotte. The forward sits just outside the top 50 in nine-cat uh, through about a month worth of action. O.G. and Anobi there was another guy who I've seen a lot of people wonder if they should drop him. Uh, and I know an, another analyst, another fantasy analyst, had some notes to say whilst uh, I would believe that he had probably said, no, don't be crazy. Uh, OG Ananobi certainly should be rostered in 100% of leagues, Um if you're in a category league, certainly maybe just pick or choosing who his opponent is, uh, whether or not you're starting him or not. Before we keep going on, our friends at MyBookieAG, uh, something that they want me to talk about. And surprisingly, though, ever since I've started this pod, people have been asking me for betting tips. I've always asked who you got, the Lakers or the Clippers, Rogers, Mahomes, Brady or Breeze as it was today. And I'll tell you what I tell them where you bet is just as important as who you are betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid and they've got the best odds, contests and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines for every NFL playoff game with the championships and the Super Bowl still to come. You know me. You know I don't give out my stamp of approval that easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up and enter the promo code hoopball and you get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie, and please gamble responsibly. Detroit 120, but the Heat 100. We always talk about Jeremy Grant, and he's great. He did great. Scored in 35 minutes 24 points, nine rebounds, six assists, two steals, four blocks. But we don't talk about the others very much because usually they're just not fantasy relevant when it comes to the Pistons. But Derek Rose, he played 21 minutes in the win over the Heat, accounting for 23 points, 8 from 12 from the field, 4 from 5 from the charity stripe, 1 rebound, 4 assists, 4 steals and 3 triples. Rose played very well, and this is one of the reasons why the Pistons picked up their first road win of the season. The veteran point guard remains in his usual backup role, but the injury history and resulting in the minutes caps makes Rose a bit of a tough sell in standard leagues. He's worth a look in deeper leagues, though. So if you have him in standard leagues, definitely, definitely time to say adios. If you're in a deep league, keep an eye on him. He's certainly an interesting streamer, that's for sure. And, and we've talked about some interesting rookies, Killian Hayes, but Isaiah Stewart, who had a bit of an interesting play on Saturday, made the most of his 19 minutes, finishing with 10 points, four from six from the field, two from two from the free throw line, with 11 rebounds, two assists, and one steal before fouling out. Stewart was the most energetic player on the court at times, certainly was, with that effort expanding, resulting in his first double-double of his NBA career. With Blake Griffin and Mason Pumley both ahead of him in the starting lineup, the rookie would be lucky to hit 20 minutes on most nines. but it may get tougher for Dwayne Casey to keep Stewart off the court, especially if the Pistons, now three of nine for the season, continue to trend in the wrong direction. Over the last week, he's provided 11th-round value in nine-cat formats. Stewart isn't a must-have right now, but he's one to keep in mind for the second half of the season people. Uh, for the Heat Bam Adebayo played 34 minutes tallying 28 points, 8 from 11 from the field, 12 from 12 from the foul line, seven rebounds, six assists, three block shots. Played his first game since January 9th as he was sidelined due to the league's health and safety protocols. The twelve of twelve nine from the charity stripe was the best of Atabaya's career to date. He also established a new season high with three blocked shots, but he wasn't happy following the game due to the effort put forth by he and his teammates. Good on him. He put a bit of a rocket up their bum. Sometimes these players just have to, you know, call it for what it is. Uh, Right now, Adebayo's return is great news for fantasy managers, though, who have him rostered, especially if he can be even more consistent as a shot blocker. He and the Heat will look to bounce back Monday against... The Pistons again for that, though, both Jimmy Bucklet, Jimmy Butler and uh, Avery Bradley are both out. Hero has been upgraded to questionable, though, for Monday's uh, return match against the Pistons. Next game, Philadelphia, 104. Ooh, so close. Memphis got them, though, 106. Shake Milton had a team high, 28 points, shooting 10 of 18 with three rebounds, four assists, Two steals, two triples. He has been balling since return from the quarantine period, totaling 59 points on 21 of 33 from the field, five triples in two games. He's notched double-digit scoring marks in all but two games this season and is averaging nearly 16 points on 50% shooting. He's the Sixers' fourth-highest scorer and is ahead of Aussie Ben Simmons in that category. I recommend grabbing him off the waivers ASAP. He's still available in 50% of Yahoo leagues. Shake Milton, ladies and gentlemen, definitely uh, consistency at its best. And big Aussie Ben narrowly missed his third triple-double of the season, tallying 11 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, and a block shot. He said after the game he feels pretty solid, which is good to see considering he was you know, told to pack his bags, he was going to Houston. That's how definite Philly and sure Philly were about getting James Harden. And whilst they, uh, I've heard rumours that it wasn't in fact Tyrese Maxey and he's almost untouchable. It was uh, Matisse Dybul uh, and Ben Simmons and and a few bit of arguing over picks, but it sounds like uh, Brooklyn was the place that uh, Harden rather had went to. Um, but getting back to Saturday's loss on a night where Embiid was absent, and that probably tells you why I feel he lost. He shot three of nine from the field and airballed a wide open three, down seven points with less than four minutes left in the game for good old Bet Simmons. It was quite funny too. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the commentators were a little bit shocked by the airball, but... I guess when you're not a consistent three-shooter from Ben, that's what you've got to expect. His scoring has dropped from 16.4 a game in 2020 to 12.4 this season. And we know he's a great defender, but his inability to shoot the ball is a tragedy for Sixers fantasy fantasy managers alike. Philly really missed out on not getting James Harden, though. Maybe uh, I expect him to do a bit better. On the Memphis side, Brandon Clark notched a double-double, recording 11 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and two steals. It was a decent game for BC, but he shot terribly, hitting just four of 14 from the floor and no triples. But the good news is he scored double figures in six straight games and in all but two games this season. Clark is also the team's leading scorer with averaging 13.1 Points and plays the third most minutes, 28.7. Jar Morant's return will benefit him too, though, as the two sophomores have great chemistry. They're consistently looking for each other in fast-break scenarios. BC should be rostered in both standard and deep leagues, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tyus Jones with Ja Morant is safe to drop, and do not look back, ladies and gentlemen. I've seen some questions. Just drop him. Off you go. Uh, That spot is now a streaming spot, or... If you have Ja Morant on your injury, it's time to bring him back up. Uh, Ja Morant led the Grizzlies to that win against Philly on Saturday, netting 17 points, six assists and a steal in 31 minutes. Can let out a collective sigh of relief now that he is back. He's been sidelined for a couple of weeks after spraining his ankle against the Nets on December 28, and he was expected to miss anywhere between three and five weeks, but Returned sooner rather than later, thankfully. He shot the ball well, hitting 7 of 14, but failed to grab a rebound for the first time this season. We'll cut him some slack, though. It's the first time playing ball in a while, and I guess we should be just happy to see him on the court. And rookie watch, Xavier Tillman, had the best game of his rookie season, scoring 15 points and four rebounds, two assists and four steals in 28 Minutes, The points, steals and minutes were all season high for Tillman, who got the most time off the bench for the Grizzlies in their win over the Sixers. He shot 7 of 13 from the floor, made a triple and his 15 points were the second most behind Ja Morant's 17 points. He isn't necessarily a must-add player, but very much worth keeping an eye on for the time being, Dynasty especially, uh, and those deep leagues alike. The last game for Saturday, the Hogs 106. The Trail Blazers 112. Trey Young shot 7 from 23 from the field and 11 from 12 from the foul line in Saturday's loss to the Blazers, posting 26 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists, and 1 triple in 39 minutes. Trey continues to struggle with his shot. He was 1 of 9 from 3 on Saturday night, but it was an improvement on his showing, 1 from 11 field goals and 4 points in Friday's blowout loss to the Jazz with Bogdan and Danilo Gallinari both sidelined and Rajan Rondo still shaking off rust following his absence. Young is being asked to do a hell of a lot for the Hawks at this point. Following the game, Lloyd Pierce pointed to the way in which Portland adjusted their pick-and-roll coverages as to why Young and his teammates struggled during the second half. And it's possible the point guard still is not at full strength as he's been uh, getting a bit of issue with his wrist. He's also seen getting his midsection wrapped just as the fourth quarter began. He's ranked just outside the top fifty in eight cat, isn't even in the top one hundred in nine cat. During the to, due to the turnover numbers, Young had five more on Saturday night. If you got him in the first round, you're gonna be dirty. I know. Um, you know, obviously more value in points leagues, more valuable in eight cat formats, uh, but hopefully. He will, once healthy, be a hell of a lot better. Clint Capella shot eleven of sixteen from the field, three from five from the foul line, finishing with twenty-five points, fifteen rebounds, one still, and four blocks in thirty-seven minutes. Capella's been almost unstoppable, and he certainly was almost unstoppable in the first half as he established a season highs uh for a game in both points 19 and blocks four, with Portland adjusting its pick-and-roll coverage in order to keep Capella away from the basket. The big man scored just six points in the second half. Overall, it was a very good nine for the veteran centre, who is Atlanta's lone top 50 player in both eight and nine cat formats, outperforming his Yahoo ADP of 59, He should provide consistent top 50 value all season long provided he stays healthy. On the trailblazers side, starting for the injured, Yusuf Nurkic. Enos Kanter played 29 minutes, finishing with 12 points, five of nine from the field, two of two from the foul line, 15 rebounds, three assists, two steals, five block shots. And wow, what a night for Kanter, who finished just one block shot. shy of his career high. In fact, it was just the second time that he rejected at least five shots in a game. There's still some issues at the end of the floor to address, though, as Clint Capella did whatever he wanted during the first half. Buchanan showed himself to be an effective replacement for Nurkic. He's rostered in just 59% of Yahoo leagues, and that percentage should increase significantly in the next 48 hours or so. If Kenna is still available in your league, go and pick him up. Uh, CJ McCollum has a left foot sprain and will not play on Monday versus the Spurs. It's unclear how long the sprain will keep CJ on the shelf for, but being ruled out a day in advance isn't a great sign. Um And the Blazers obviously being cautious for now. Managers consider hitter, can consider him questionable for the home game versus the Grizzlies on Wednesday. Gary Trent Jr., Rodney Hood, Anthony Simmons should all gain a bit in CJ's absence, with Trent Jr. and Hood standing out as possible DFS plays. Have to keep an eye out for the Blazers' lineup to see who starts alongside Dame uh, later on. On Monday, Damian Lillard, as I just mentioned before, He led the Blazers to that win, finishing with 36 points, 10 of 23 from the field, 12 of 12 from the foul line, seven rebounds, seven assists, and four triples in 43 minutes. 43 minutes is the new season high for Lillard who has now played in 40 minutes or more in three of Portland's last four games. Obviously, he's used to logging heavy minutes, but with CJ McCollum suffering a sprained left foot in Saturday's game, Lillard could be asked to do even more moving forward. He's now gone five games without missing a free throw, making 40 during the stretch. He may not be providing first-round value right now, but Lillard isn't far off it in either eight- or nine-cat formats. On to Sunday's game, the Knicks, 105 destroying Boston Celtics, 75. We always talk about Julius Randle, who's doing fantastic things, and he was good. Uh, Nullins Noel getting more minutes. Obi Toppen getting on the court, scoring 12 points and getting some time. But another rookie, Emmanuel Quickly, played 21 minutes off the bench today, netting 17 points, 7 of 12 shooting with eight assists a steal and a block and two three-pointers. Quickly did some of his damage in garbage time, of a blowout win for the Knicks. Who cares? The rookie scored at least 17 points in three straight games and is on the verge of replacing Payton in the starting lineup. as Tom Thibodeau did recently say he was considering everything during the midst of his five-game skid. Quickly was picked up in 17% of Yahoo Leagues last week and we suggest you quickly grab him in standard and deep leaks too. Yeah, see what I did there? Quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Enough of the dad jokes, mate. Uh, RJ Barrett logged his second double-double of the season, scoring 19 points with 11 rebounds 3 assists, 2 steals Barrett was one of 2 Knicks to double-double the game joining Julius Randle as the other He shot the ball well too making 5 11 attempts and 7 of 8 at the line with 2 triples Barrett has now made multiple threes in back-to-back games for the first time this season a great sign for the Knicks and his fantasy managers as he is shooting just 21% from deep so far. We have to attribute his effort on the glass, however, as Barrett is grabbing 7.2 rebounds a night while dishing out 3.4 assists. Things may be looking up for R.J. Barrett. On the Boston side of things, Kemba Walker shot just 3 of 13 from the floor and 1 from 8 from deep, scoring 13 points with in 20 minutes. Walker went to the locker room after a collision with Nalen's Noel, and though he returned to the bench, he didn't re-enter the game as he had already reached his 20-minute limit. After the loss, Kemba said he had been in pain for a really long time. Doesn't look good. Hopefully, the rib injury is not too serious, though, uh, because the Celtics and Walker's fantasy managers need him on the court. Marcus Smart had one of his worst games of the season, scoring just 10 points on 4 of 15 shooting, no triples in 29 minutes. He had a bit of a forgettable game, and so did the Celtics. They lost that game to the Knicks, and yes, the Knicks. It's going to uh, grind the Celtic gears, that's for sure. He failed to make a triple for the third time this season. Only had two rebounds, two assists, and two steals in addition to his 10 points. And now with Kemba Walker back, Smart's fantasy value may take a slight dip. He won't be assuming the playmaking duties as much moving forward uh, and will need threes, steals, and boards to produce good numbers. Although, with Kemba back, that might free him up to be a little more efficient with some of those statistics. You and Denver, the jazz one Oh nine, the Denver nuggets one Oh five. Yeah. Utah getting the win. Jordan Clarkson came off the bench to score 23 points. Nine of 13 from the field. One of one from the charity stride four rebounds, uh, three rebounds, four triples, one assist, two steals, one block and only one turnover in 30 minutes. He went six of 17 from the field the last time, and he was back to his efficient scoring ways tonight, only missing twice through the first half of action, and he hit plenty of circus shots in this one as well. He's easily the best year of his career operating in a six-man role for Utah with career highs in points, 17.1, triples 2.9, boards 4.8, and a field goal percentage, 48.4, which was him flirting with top 70 value on the season and has to be an earlier front runner. For six man of the year award, Don Mitch as well. Seven from 20 from the field, four from four from the line. For 18 points, seven assists, three boards, one steal, two blocks, four turnovers across 38 minutes. Mitchell threw down an impressive dunk to start the game and then he went on to brick. His next nine shots and he finished the game with 0-7 from distance. He was getting good looks at the rim and from three-point territory, but he just couldn't get his shot to drop, although he still come through with some clutch buckets late in the game. We'd expect a more efficient effort from him on Tuesday when they face the Pelicans. On the Denver Nuggets side, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, 14 of 23 shots, three of six triples, and four of four from the foul line in 35 minutes. Nine assists, 14 rebounds, two steals, one block shot, six turnovers. In the loss to the Jazz, the top player in nine cat leagues—you guessed it—really dang good, nearly triple doubling on a great shooting night. Six turnovers sting, but that's you know a season-long issue. With but you know, I think he makes up for it in just about every other category. Considering he is the top player in nine cat. He hardly got any help from his supporting cast either, which has been the case all year. The Nuggets are now below 500 and now need Michael Porter Jr. to come back as soon as possible. The only one who did probably help the Joker was Jamal Murray. He hit 7 of 27 shots, 4 from 11 from deep and 4 of 5 from the free throw line. 30 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds and a block shot with no turnovers in the loss to the Jazz. He said on Saturday that his elbow bothered him on every shot, but it wasn't evident in the first half as he sunk 9 of 17 shots, and the second half was a different story. He made just 2 of 11. Uh, the Nuggets fell by two positions. Keep an eye on what Murray says about his health, though, moving forward. And I think when it comes to the Nuggets... And in particular, the Joker, I think the one thing we can all sit back and shake our heads with is why didn't we pick the Joker number one overall? This guy is an absolute beast. Congratulations for anyone who picked him up in the middle of the first round. My Bulls got back to winning ways on Sunday, today. 117 against the Mavs 101. We'll start with the Bulls side. and Laurie Markkinen scored a season-high 29 points making 10 of 19 from the field, 7 of 8 from the free throw line with a pair of three-pointers. He also had a season-high 10 rebounds for his first double-double of the season. He didn't have any defensive stats but added three assists, and the fantasy GMs have to be thrilled with his two games since returning from the league's health and safety protocols. He is a vocal point of the Bulls' attack and should only improve as the season moves along, hopefully. So the window to get him in a discount may have just slammed shut, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. Kobe White failed to score in 25 minutes versus the Mavs on Sunday, finishing with 0 from 5 from the field. Four assists, three rebounds, and one a steal to go with that donut in the points column. The Bulls bench was terrific, though, with Ryan A played 17 minutes in his return to the lineup. As coach Billy Donovan stuck with what was working, White's decision um, making were had been a bit suspect down the stretch for four consecutive narrow losses. So we'll keep an eye on the Bulls' crunch time rotations moving forward. For now, there's no reason to fret about one random dud for Kobe White, who's averaging 17.7 points a game, 6.3 dimes, 5.5 rebounds in nearly 36 minutes. Zach Levine was quiet, though, with a season-low 10 points in 31 minutes, making 8 of 8 from the free-throw line. Uh, and just one of eight field goals came averaging 38.8 minutes in January. but he finally got some rest with Garrett Temple and Ryan A and they played well as a second unit on Sunday. The assists were also a season high for Levine. He added three steals and only two turnovers to make up for the late sc- for the low scoring and total lack of rebounds as well on the Mavs side for Dallas. Ooh, Luka Doncic, he piled up 36 points, 16 rebounds, 15 shots and two steals. This triple-triple was not enough, making 13 of 30 shots, six three-pointers in 38 minutes. The Mavs, though, are a bit short-handed to steal the win. Six rotation players, that's it, with uh, a lot of guys missing due to the injury and health and safety protocols. Uh, Luca's fantasy managers won't complain. For the second time in his brief career, he's recorded 300-plus points, 100-plus rebounds and 100-plus assists in only 11 games. Tonight's stellar effort also made him the seventh player in NBA history with at least 30, 15, and 15 in a game, and only Magic Johnson accomplished it at a younger age. We're getting used to Luca being named alongside all the greats. This effort pushes him on the verge of averaging a triple-double. He's at 28.3 points, 10.2 rebounds, and 9.4 assists. And the Zynga, Chris Dappor Zynga scored 20 points, 9 of 19 shooting, adding 8 rebounds, 2 blocks in 33 minutes of action. Uh, Zynga's fantasy managers have to be overjoyed with the rapid increase of playing time. Here, With his surgically repaired knee, has obviously responded well to live game action over the past week. There were some signs of rust with 5 personal fouls and uh, 0 from 7 from deep but he's committed zero turnovers and looking at getting up and down the court, looking pretty fine getting up and down the court. He might miss the second half of back-to-back set on Monday, so keep an eye on him. Uh, Whether or not he's added to the injury report, who knows? The Mavs have another back-to-back on Friday and Saturday at the end of the week. If he does, that could trim his four games down to two for the week, so be prepared for that one and keep an eye on it. Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for whatever the night may have in store for you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It's on the website for you Aussies as well. Four of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technologies and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce those grooming accidents. It's It's also waterproof, and it prevents a mess on the bathroom floor. And the sink... We know how much the girls don't like all that mess, l- lads. Uh, let's be real. We've smelt a little bit worse down there. That's why we can be thankful for their Crop Preserver and a Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from smelling, sweating, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive. and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. And those boxes are high-performance anti-chafing boxes, easily the comfiest boxes I've had, and complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. That's the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HoopBall20. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Wow, what a game this was. The Pels 128, Sacramento 123. One of my favorites, Zion Williamson. Geez, he had a couple of massive dunks, this fella. Uh, he would 13 of 15 shots, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Yes, happy days. Well done, Zion, for 31 points, 2 assists, 6 rebounds and 2 turnovers. Had an excellent 9 scoring, operating right around the rim, as he always does, as I said, a couple of massive dunks. He's 13 of 15 shooting, 86.6% is the most efficient 30-point night in Pelicans history. No Kings defender could match his strength and leaping ability, which made his game easy for the second-year star. Because of his long-range shooting deficiencies, though, he'll never be a top fantasy player. Uh, um, You know, points league may be a little bit different compared to Cats leagues, obviously. He did sink all five of his five free throws, which is nice to help uh, the stats in nine-cat leagues. Uh, Eric Bledsoe hit 8 of 14 shots, 3 of 4 triples and 2 of 2 from the foul line for 21 points, 1 assist, 6 rebounds and 1 steal, 2 turnovers, scored a season-high 21 points, dished out only 1 assist without Lonzo Ball playing. He served mostly as an off-the-ball scorer, though, which is exactly what New Orleans needed, though it meant his fantasy stocks Remain around the same as usual. He's ranked 153 of all players in nine cat leagues. And Brandon Ingram hit eight of 19 shots, three of seven triples, and four of uh, three or four from the foul line for his 22 points. One assist, three rebounds, one a steal, uh, one steal, and one block. Ingram scored well, but he did not contribute in the ways that we are used to seeing. As a rebounder and as a playmaker, only finished with three rebounds and a season-low one assist, he's still a top 40 fantasy player in nine-cat leagues, and this game is a bit of an outlier, so he will continue to perform well. De'Aaron Fox was the star for the losing Sacramento Kings, though. He hit seven of 27 shots, three of nine triples, and six of eight from the free throw throw line for 43 points, 13 assists, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, and 2 turnovers. And he was just fantastic, playing one of the best games of his career despite that loss. He scored a career-high 43 points and dished 13 assists with just 2 turnovers. It was the first 40-point, 10-assist night for a Kings player since Tiny Archibald in 1973. Woo! That's a long time waiting for those Kings fans. Fox ranks just number 130 in all of nine cat players, but this was a monster night for him. Fantasy managers have to be pleased with the direction his season is heading in. He, you know, he missed a couple of games with injury. I'm sure he will continue to improve. Marvin Bagley hit 11 of 19 shots, two of six triples and two of two from the foul line for 26 points, 10 rebounds, one steal, one block with two turnovers He made a pair of triples in back-to-back games now, which is definitely surprising for someone who made 34 in his uh, entire first two seasons. Ambitiously, he hoisted his sixth attempt of the game in crunch time in this one, but it came up very much short. The Kings fell to the Pelicans, but it was another strong night for a player not ranked in the top of 200 in nine-cat leagues, but certainly one to keep an eye on Marvin Bagley, a good streamer anyway, if you need some big help, big man help around the rim. Uh, Buddy Heald hit 5 of 12 shots, 5 of 11 uh, from the three point line and three of three from the charity stripe for 18 points, three assists, four rebounds, one steal, and a block yeah, with two turnovers. He bounced back with a rough three of 11 shooting the night, though to sink five triples. Expect his previous game to be a bit of an outlier for one of the league's best shooters. And in our final game, the Indiana Pacers with no Karis Levert. Uh, went down to the Clippers in you know, a bit of a thumping, 96 to the Clippers, 129, yeah, thumping. Yeah, I like that word. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he went 7 of 21 from the field for 16 points, he had a two triples, two rebounds, eight assists, one steal, two turnovers in 34 minutes of floor time. So it wasn't a total wash. He had a rough time up against a pretty top defensive team in the Clippers. And unfortunately, he's headed for a bit of a, another difficult matchup with Dallas on Wednesday. So maybe think about that one. Uh Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis double-doubled yet again with 19 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, two steals across 34 minutes. He's double-doubled by halftime in this game, and he had a ridiculous circus shot at the buzzer to close out the first half of action. He also finished the game with just one turnover. This was his second straight game with multiple steals. Sabonis has been a steady early-round producer this season and is showing absolutely no signs of slowing down. Naren Holiday was held to just two points one of five shooting to go with one rebound, two assists, one turnover in 19 minutes off the bench. He was scoreless for uh, through the first three quarters of play, missing his first four shot attempts. He also finished zero from three from distance. Had a big 16.12 game game against the Dubs on Tuesday, but he hasn't done much since with his back-to-back single-digit stinkers. It's far too inconsistent to roster in most 12-team leagues. His brother Justin finished with 15 points, three triples, three rebounds, one assist, three steals, and two turnovers across 35 minutes as a starter, and he should continue to have solid value until Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren get back, and especially if Karis LeVert remains out. On the Clippers' side, Marcus Morris scored a season-high 20 points on a 7 of 11 from shooting, uh, adding four triples, seven rebounds, three assists, and one steal, and one turnover in 27 minutes off the bench. The Clippers trailed the paces paces by 23-19 midway through the first quarter, but they ended it on a 17-3 run led by a flurry of Mooks buckets to uh, to regain The lead for good. When asked about his uber efficient scoring after the game, Morris responded if he's wide open, he's just going to make those shots. He started to heat up now with back to back double digit scoring performances. He's on the radar in very deep leagues. Interesting streamer as well. Luke Kennard dropped 20 points in 21 minutes off the bench as well, adding five triples, four rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers. He's been inconsistent this season, but he's increased the opportunity while Lou Williams uh, has been out with his hip. If he can do this again on Wednesday versus uh, the Kings, then he'll have our attention as a potential standard league guy, I guess. But until then, there's not much to speculate. He's, he's maybe a speculative grab in deep leagues. Uh, definitely one to keep an eye on, though, anyway. And Paul George, the star of the show, as always, scored 20 points on 7-Eleven shooting adding two triples, seven boards, four assists, one steal, and four turnovers across 34 minutes. PJ 13 was a perfect four from four from the charity stripe tonight as well. He's currently the only player in the league who is averaging at least 25 points a game to be in the 50-40-90 club. He's hitting career highs in triples, 4.1 average assists, 5.1 average and field goal percentage, 51%. And he's posting first-round value on the season. Kwai Leonard is also contributing first-round value as well and he's finished Sunday's game with 17 points, 8 from 13 from the floor, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 triple and just 1 turnover in 31 minutes of action. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all of the games. Whew. What a massive one. Um, Mr. Jolly, he'll be back tomorrow breaking down more of your action. Hopefully we won't have too many postponements. Uh, Some big games, the Rockets and the Bulls tomorrow. We've got uh, a postponement of the Cavs and the Wizards, so make sure you keep your eye on that one. A ton of early games as well. Uh, The Timberwolves and, and Hawks, Pistons, Heat, Spurs and Trailblazers figure to be uh, some early games the nets up against the bucks should be pretty interesting and the warriors and the lakers as the late game always looks to be a bit of a massive massive game in uh for california fans anyway or for anyone who are fans of both the dubs and the lakers Uh, You can always reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter. I am at the harlander 23 My co-host, Mr. Jolly, he's a Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Like us on Facebook as well. Uh, Mr. Jolly and the Harlander Sports, our podcast page. We've also got a group that's just called Mr. Jolly and the Harlander. Make sure you go and like it. One of the admin will approve your entry in. You can, you know, grade my trades, lineups, waivers, questions, whatever you want. Everyone in there, always willing to help out. You also get a bit of help from Mr. Jolly and myself. So go and check it out, Mr. Jolly and the Harlander, on Facebook. Also, like, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, all that stuff, if you're listening to this podcast on a platform that allows you to do so. That's it for me. It's the Box Score Breakdown presented by Hoopball. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with Mr. Jolly breaking down more of those games. Hope you have a good week. I'll catch you later in the week. Bye for now.